Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of the Multiverse Report. We are recapping the week's nerdy news from a cabin in the woods to an apartment complex in the city and everywhere in between. My name is Mike Gibson. With me, as always, Steve Haller. What's up, Steve? Well, I don't know. I really don't know this week. There's no <laughs> There's no catchy. There's no quick. Nothing. There's nothing. It's just this week is slower than last week. Last yeah. week, last week's episode covered two weeks. And we had, I don't know, out of two, like, there's just so little this one week that, like, I don't, maybe we should have waited another two weeks. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're talking about two horror movies this week because, because there's nothing else nerdy superhero we to talk about. I mean, last um, week we, we ended up going off on a 20 minute Star Wars tangent. So I'm sure there's that's always true. room for that. There's always Star Wars tangents if we need to fill some time at the end. Um, uh, Cabin in the Woods to Apartment Complex. That's clearly a reference to one of the horror movies we'll be talking about later, trailer. Um, but as what seems like always, <laughs> got, recently, got to start it out. Starting out with DC specifically, starting out with another uh, segment of Flash Watch. This is a the flat. This flash watch is moving directly into our main DC story, which is another report that came out this week from Variety. But flash watch this week, um, apparently, as reported by Variety, there are certain executives at Warner Brothers Discovery who are considering letting Ezra Miller continue as the Flash in the DCU, um, pointing to the fact that since they entered mental health counseling. Uh, they have stayed out of the media. They haven't done anything wrong. They are, from all uh, reports, doing well, I guess. I don't know. Warner Brothers Discovery executive saying, hey, maybe they could uh, continue as The Flash. I I think... Okay, I, I have theories about this. Let's, we're going to go through the whole Variety thing, I guess. A Variety published a report this week that said... The thing about The Flash that I just read... That was not the main focus. That was like a, a side. Um, the main focus of the article kind of detailed uh, the falling out between Warner Brothers and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and which we have touched on in the past uh, few episodes or so. Where basically uh, The Rock was trying to insert himself and kind of control a larger piece of the DC puzzle, kind of centering this, this report talks about how he pitched directly to David Zaslav about how uh, Black Adam should kind of be a big focus of the DC universe and his rivalry with Superman should be the big focus of the entire universe, which is not what anybody wants, <laughs> I don't think at all. Nope. Um, and uh, they didn't like, I guess the executives of Warner Brothers didn't like that. They all, We talked about in the past how you know, Dwayne Johnson used his influence, went around certain executives at Warner Brothers in order to get Henry Cavill's cameo approved for Black Adam. They clearly didn't like that he was going around people, exerting his influence. He, like, 
elbowed his way in to get an executive producer credit on the Super Pets movie and then barely did any press for it. So that movie should have done way better than it did um, and all this kind of stuff. So that was like the focus of the article. But also through a couple of different asides in this article, um, it reported the following things. It said that the James Gunn and Peter Safran slate only covers three years that Ezra Miller would possibly be continuing as a Flash, and that Wonder Woman is currently not involved in the Gunn and Saffron slate at all. That's what this report said. James Gunn, love him like we do, clarifying, responding on Twitter, debunking rumors left and right, responded right, like, on Twitter saying... Like, what he do like or don't like what he does with movies and all that, you got to respect the guy for constantly like laying it all out there. 100%. The transparency is incredible and also and something... it's nice that we like what he does with his movies <laughs> yes that too we also do like his movies that also helps uh james gunn came out on twitter and said i don't know what's out there about ezra but our slate is eight to ten years but we will only be announcing some of it this month again teasing that they are going to make some announcements in january we've been hearing that for a few weeks now um and i don't know when in january but like this is the, we're talking this is the 8th of january by the end of this week we're gonna be halfway through the month so yeah. you got to think that it's going to be sometime soon that we're going to hear about this stuff. So he kind of skips over the Ezra Miller thing, um, but then clarifies that their slate is indeed covering eight to 10 years, as has been reported. We'll be announcing some stuff this month in January. Um, and then a fan asked him to respond to the Wonder Woman claim from the article uh, about Wonder Woman not being involved in their slate at all. And he said, I hereby debunk it only because it's not true. Little, uh, jokey response um, but true response i believe from james gunn i think i mean james gunn knows these characters he knows the dc universe enough to know that it's nothing without wonder woman if you're making a dc universe right. wonder woman's gonna be a tentpole of that universe regardless of who's playing that character speaking of that apparently i had missed this and this might have been um from more than a week ago but apparently he responded to somebody on instagram who was talking about gal gadot not continuing as Wonder Woman, he responded to this person on Instagram in a comment saying, I'm not sure where you're getting that we booted Gal, meaning Gal Gadot. Seemingly saying that she has not been fired <laughs> from the DCU, a la Henry Cavill. So very interesting, clearly at more, more interesting stuff as far as who's staying and who's going. We know Cavill's out. We haven't heard. It see, this seemingly says that Gal Gadot is still going to be playing Wonder Woman. So um, we shall see. Uh, so if if James Gunn is coming out and saying like, nah, this report got this wrong, this report got this wrong, this report got this wrong, I wouldn't put too much stock in the Ezra Miller continuing his Flash thing. I think m my opinion on that is that I think it's all about how well the Flash does. I think we have a lot long... You nodded your head like yep. you... yeah. You thought with everything it's, it's the same it's, thing. That was a it's going to 100% be based on what happens this summer. Because yeah. if it isn't big numbers that come out of that, there's no point in them keeping them. Right. If, if there's huge numbers from The Flash, then you've got to think about it. Like, I, I would assume they're erring on, like, walking away. But there's a chance if it blows up uh, that they, you know, want to keep that door open to keep yeah. around. Yeah, I think so. Um, 
I think I, mean, I think there's two parts there. I think one, yes, if the movie makes a billion dollars, then they'll be like, no, we should keep Ezra Miller because people want them back. Um, I also think that they're probably avoiding making any clarifying statements about Ezra Miller and say Jason Momoa because they've got movies coming out and there are already people referring to these movies as lame duck movies. Like why should I see Aquaman two if he's not going to continue to be Aquaman? We've talked about that. Yeah. I think last week or two weeks ago, like because it's an Aquaman movie, <laughs> like don't you want to see an Aquaman movie? Go see it. You know, you want to see a right. flash movie? Go see it. You want to see a blue beetle movie? Go see it. I don't know. Something tells me blue beetle is going to stick. I don't blue beetle is so like fresh and new. And I mean, from what we've seen, super cool looking, my money's on blue beetle staying. Um, We've heard inclinations that Shazam is staying as well, but I don't, I, so I believe that Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller will not continue, but I don't think we're going to hear that officially until next, until next year, until those movies are either out or done or wrapped or whatever. Do you think Momoa comes back as Lobo? I mean, that's been reported several times from like reputable scoopers and insiders. You know what I mean? So like, I don't think these people are making it up. I think that would be awesome. I think, I think it would be a phenomenal. I think he'd be perfectly cast. Yes. He'd be perfectly cast. Like I thought he was pretty well, perfectly cast as Aquaman in, in what the movie Mm. called for. Yeah. And their version of Aquaman. Yeah, I'm not talking like comics accurate Aquaman. Right. Like, but what what the movie called for was Jason Momoa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they. Um, I remember talking about this with people once that first movie came out, where the that I mean, casting of Jason Momoa and whether you're talking about his cameo in Batman vs Superman, Justice League, or the Aquaman movie. Wait, what did? Yeah, because Aquaman came out after Justice League. I think so. So yeah. like. Audiences have seen him either in a cameo or then in a supporting role and then leading his feature film. Like all those jokes that we used to make about Aquaman being like worthless and dumb and not cool and stuff like nobody makes those jokes anymore. Like that was like for 20 years or whatever. That was like the go to. He is the butt of every joke when it comes to the Justice League. Like, hey, this crime doesn't involve fish. So I guess you'll have to sit this one out, Aquaman. Like, you know, like tons of jokes like that. And you cast a badass like Jason Momoa. So like how many so many kids know Aquaman as Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. Their introduction to Aquaman was Jason Momoa, this like super cool, badass looking guy. That casting alone saved Aquaman <laughs> from ridicule. <laughs> you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the the random, like blonde haired dude. Yeah, clean cut, yeah, like, like looking tight. like dude look that yeah. looks like me. Right, but like it's, you know, yeah. But instead, it was Jason Momoa. So now, now Aquaman is the badass member of the Justice League. I mean, I my heart tells me that it is true that he will not. I I don't believe. I mean, I guess with the maybe with the exception of Gal Gadot, if James Gunn is saying this on Instagram, but I don't think Ezra's going to stay. I don't think James Gunn is. I don't. I mean, I don't think. Jason Momoa is going to stay. I, if the Lobo thing is true, amazing. And I love it. Yes. And I feel like they'll, they'll probably go like somewhere between clean cut Silver Age Aquaman and Jason Momoa for like a recast. It'll be like yeah. some amalgam of 
those two versions. Um, so I don't know. I don't think we're gonna. I think, I think people. I think they want to keep the hype around these characters as best they can, knowing that these movies are coming out. They want people to see them. They don't want people to see them as lame duck movies. They want people to pay money to go see these movies. So I don't think we're gonna hear anything officially until after the fact. And I think, I think James Gunn is well aware of that. I think James Gunn maybe. You know, who knows? He may have had a, yeah. a meeting. Just like, yo, if the Flash makes a billion dollars, you're keeping Ezra Miller. Right. That's what you know. Yeah. Understand been, that's you know, the Z- rule Z- going. Zaslav himself just saying, "Hey, this is what's happening." Okay, go. Yeah. Yeah. If this is a success, we're keeping these people. Um. So we will see. Um. Related to that, um, James Gunn also tweeted this past week, um, randomly. He said, "My day, colon." wrote one-third of an unannounced DC TV show, okayed 100 VFX shots, did a reference acting for Rocket, and gave notes on Volume 3, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, had two DC studio, two big DC Studios meetings, and he included a gif of, you know, uh, a little kid being dragged, asleep being dragged by a merry-go-round. It's like a well-known gif, so he's very tired. So he's a busy guy. He's working on a lot of stuff. He's working on Marvel stuff. He's working on DC stuff. He's all over the place, that guy. So uh, some unannounced DC TV show that's happening and two big DC meetings. So he's cooking. Stuff's happening for sure. That'll do it. So instead of just like reporting these rumors and talking about them to death, plus there's it's kind of a light week, Steve and I are going to take a, a second to do a little bit of a, what we would like to see from James Gunn's new DCU. Um maybe do a little bit of fan casting, talk about things we'd like to see. So first of all, Steve, I was just listening to, before I came down, I was listening to uh, the Hot Mike podcast with our friend Jeff Snyder, who's not really our friend. He's just a scooper who we talk about every once in a while because yeah. we trust him. <laughs> um, Jeff, uh, Jeff Snyder and John Roca, they were t- also, coincidentally, you and I planned to do this from a day or two ago. Um, but coincidentally, they were also talking fan casting and things that they would like to see. Um, and, uh, I can't remember why I started saying that. <laughs> well, they just, I guess they were, they were, they were referencing, they were fan casting or yeah. Cause they were fan casting. They were kind of doing the same thing that we're doing and they mentioned, oh, they mentioned this. I guess this is why I brought it up. I want to ask your opinion on this. We know James Gunn is writing a Superman movie. They haven't announced a director. How likely is it, do you think, that James Gunn ends up directing Superman? I'm curious. I, I That one I don't know because I don't know what a James Gunn Superman movie would be. It's like, I, know. I don't know. His current track record and his current catalog is very solid movie, but also tongue-in-cheek. Uh, like, it has to have that James Gunn feel to it. Yeah. So it would be a dramatic shift in what he's producing and what he's doing. I, it would cert- I, I would like to see it. I don't know if that's what they yeah. lead this with, but I would love to see it. I part of me feels like it, uh, Jeff Snyder was saying that he believes that it's a strong likelihood that he will direct the Superman movie. That's all that they said about it. And I feel like that's possible because we've heard time and time again that Warner brothers is very up on Superman. They want Superman to be 
the focus of their DC universe. It should have been the first time and he wasn't really, he got pushed to the side pretty quickly, but, uh, you know, Superman needs to be the tent pole of their DC universe. And we know that James Gunn is the, you know, the head of their DC universe. So thinking of those two things together, it makes sense to me that like, this is Superman it's written by James Gunn and it's going to be directed by James Gunn, who is going to, who is shepherding our entire universe. This is what you are getting from a James Gunn DCU. So it makes sense that he would direct it. And again, I think he's smart enough and I think he understands the character enough to know that he can't make a Superman movie the same way he makes a Suicide Squad movie or makes a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. But we do know that he can make us feel. Um, hopeful about characters he can make us feel very attached to characters in a short amount of time no and he's definitely Um, good at pulling the heartstrings and like yeah the i guess quote-unquote sappy end of things but i don't know if we've seen him do anything that has required that modicum of like um hope i don't want to say sincerity but like well yeah yeah almost sincerity kind of yeah since hope and sincerity i would say so, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm. I, doesn't mean I don't think he can do it. I think he probably could do it. He's a very he's a talented writer and director. But I don't know. I'll be interested to see. Um. Yeah, I mean, his, if if you literally look at his what he's written and what he's directed, it's Scooby Doo. Wrote Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> he wrote Dawn of the Dead. Scooby Doo yep. Two. Yeah, Slither, which was a black horror comedy. Sure was. Yeah, black comedy horror. Yep. Uh, Super, which I did not see, but a comedy superhero that was film. pretty dark. Uh, Guardians. The Belko Experiment, which is oh, another yeah. horror thriller black comedy. Yeah. Uh, Guardians 2, Suicide Squad, Guardians 3, and Brightburn. Brightburn. Yeah. I think he did he write that or did he just produce it? Uh, just produced it. Yeah. That was like a. That was like an evil Superman tale. It was like a kid that crashes. Huh. It was literally the Superman story, except the kid is evil. But I heard it wasn't very good. I didn't bother seeing it. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, like what in there? What in there is saying anything about a potential serious Superman movie? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So I don't think doesn't mean he can't do it. Oh no, hundred percent. I think it could go either way. So. One thing that I kind of, and this is why I thought we should do a little bit of fan casting is because I realized we're getting these announcements this month sometime. We don't know when. I, one of the, I mean, they said they're going to announce some of their slate. They're not going to announce the entire thing. We don't know how much they're going to announce. We don't know how many projects cover in, they're covering in those eight to 10 years. It could be, you know, it could be 10 things. It could be like one thing a year. It's not going to be, but you know, it might not be a giant, you know, 30 movie slate or anything like that. It might just be, you know, we don't know how much we're going to hear this month. And I think part of the reason we're not going to hear everything this month is because we know and they know they have movies to promote. They're going to they're not going to announce a new Aquaman when we know that Jason Momoa is going to be play Aquaman. They're going to announce and not going to announce a new Flash when we know that the Flash movie is coming out still. So. I think that's partly why they're not announcing their entire slate. I think they know what their entire slate is, but they're only going to announce things that they can really like push on. And I wouldn't be surprised if we also get casting 
with these announcements because it, take Superman. We know that they're making it. We know James Gunn's writing it. We know it's going to be the tentpole of the DC universe as it should be. What else could they announce besides they're going to announce the title of the movie? And I think we're going to find out who's going to play Superman this month. I feel like they're yeah, making calls. They're making calls to Henry Cavill saying, you're not playing Superman. How likely is it they have a call out to somebody else saying, you are playing Superman. Congratulations. Do you want to play Superman? Yeah. So it's pretty exciting when you think about, like, not only are we going to know what they're going to do, we might know who our Batman is, who our Superman is, who our Lobo is, you know, whoever else they're right. going to do. We might find that out this week. We don't know. Tomorrow. Right now. We could finish recording this and turn on our phones and be like, oh, Blah 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 is playing Superman. Timothy Chalamet yeah. is playing Superman. I hope he doesn't, but you know. No, but um, would you would you hope for him anywhere else in the DCEU? I haven't thought about Timothy Chalamet specifically. He was just the first <laughs> actor that I could think of off the top of my head. Um, I mean, he's a great actor, so I'm sure he could fit in somewhere. I feel almost see like I'm almost I almost would want him more as like a villain. I feel like than a hero. He seems I like he could that. be. Or I'm thinking about him in Dune and how he's like kind of like quiet and reserved. I feel like he could kind of play a creep, probably. Yeah, I mean he's got the he's kind of got the the physique and the jawline to play Dick. Oh, he could be a Dick Grayson, sure. Like I could see him as Nightwing. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Um. So is there? Uh, so Steve, we we talked about this via yeah. text. Is there? Is there an actor that you would like to see in the DC? you if so what would you like to see that actor play okay and this is this is probably i have a couple i i have one specific uh, and it's probably popped into my brain solely because i just saw top gun maverick okay but miles teller yeah hell jordan whoa yeah i could see that miles teller is a great actor yeah I, well, I, he, and he's got to do something to make up for the fact that he had to play Reed Richards in that shit show. Yeah. So yeah, he needs some redemption. Yeah, and he he already knows how to fly planes, right. so he could go. transfer that <laughs> right over to Hal Jordan. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good call. That would be a good call. I could see him doing that. And I blew it all um, off the bat. That's all I had. <laughs> I also have a Green Lantern oh, pick. Okay. There is a. Well, except, well, they'd have, to, they'd have to change the timeline. I, I would, one thing I would like to see in James Gunn's DCU is a, and I know they're working on like HBO, they're working on like a Green Lantern show. I would really like the Green Lanterns to be like a whole goddamn thing. Right. Because they are Make in the like comic books. They're a whole yeah. galactic fucking thing. Um, uh, and there's a lot of them. So you have a lot of like, you know, it's like you could build an entire universe about the Bat family or the Superman family mm -hmm. or Green Lanterns. You could have an entire cinematic Green Lantern universe if you wanted to, because there's so many like strong characters. Right. Which is effectively what I thought they were doing with the Batman. But yeah, which they might still be. Right, they might because uh, we're leaving that alone. So that you're right. That kind of is going to be still a cinematic Batman universe because we're getting a Penguin show. We already know that. Yep. Anyway. Um. Recent, recently, within the last four-ish, three or four years, um, there was a a a, a, a mini-series or maxi-series, whatever you want to call it, 12-issue run called Green Lantern Far Sector. And it uh, starred a new character, new Green Lantern, um, named Joe 
Mullen or Mullen or something like that was her name. And uh, I don't know if she, I don't know if she was like modeled after this actress. Yeah. But goddamn, if Janelle Monet wouldn't be the absolute perfect uh, woman to play this character. I mean, just if you just Google Far yeah. Sector and look at the picture of Joe Mullen, you'll be like, oh, that looks like Janelle Monet. Um, so I guess that alone is possible that it was like, hey, let's model this character after her. But um, specifically seeing oh, yeah. Janelle Monet. No, 100%. Right? 100%, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I just saw Janelle Monet in Glass Onion uh, recently, yep. and she was great. That last and that, night. I think she could do great. I think she would be great um, as a Green Lantern. My other big one. Oh, can say if anyone's listening to this and has not seen Knives Out, so they didn't want to watch Glass Onion because they hadn't seen Knives Out, did not see Knives Out, didn't need to, yeah, didn't care. It doesn't matter. It was awesome. Yeah, it doesn't matter at all. And then you can go watch Knives Out and be like, oh, this is great too. Right. Yeah, it's they're completely different movies. You just have the same detective. Right. It's great. Um, my other one, and I, I might have mentioned this on the podcast before. I don't know that I, I haven't ever seen anyone else mention this. But when you're building a Superman universe, you need a Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. right? You need a Lex Luthor. Be with me on this, Steve. Okay. Think about it. Take a second and think about it. People people listening, take a, don't react. Just breathe and think about it. Tom Hanks as Lex Luthor. Tom oh. Hanks, one of our greatest actors. Yeah. America's dad. Has never, to my knowledge, never played a villain. So you would go into this movie... You would be looking at Tom Hanks and you would want so badly to trust him. You would want so badly to trust Tom Hanks. And yet, he is Lex Luthor and you know you cannot trust him. Right, because in all honesty, Tom Hanks, in everything he's ever done, is effectively Thomas Kent. Yeah. Like, he's Superman's dad. He's America's dad. He's like sure. this pinnacle of. <laughs> yeah. But can you imagine how unsettling it would be oh, yeah. to watch Tom Hanks spouting like anti-immigrant mm-hmm. shit at Superman? Oh, yeah. Like it would be really effective. And I feel like he would love it. I feel like he would eat it up. He would love it. He'd love doing it. Huh. I would love watching because it's just it's against type. Yeah. But like also like Lex Luthor has to be. He's like, Lex Luthor is like a smart Donald Trump, right? Lex Luthor is yeah. like public facing. Hey, I'm a trustworthy guy. I'm trying to help you. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm a billionaire, but I'm spending I'm do- all this technology is for right. you. But behind the scenes, he's a ruthless, maniacal, megalomaniac, horrible person, right? Mm-hmm. So Tom Hanks has that ability because you innately trust him because he's Tom goddamn Hanks. Right. So I can't, I... I don't think they'll ever do that, but that's my no. dream is to have Tom Hanks play Lex Luthor. That's my absolute that would be, dream. Be that would great. be quite amazing. It'd be cool, right? It'd yeah. be so good. Yeah. Uh, for so the anyway. record, uh, for fan casts that need to not happen, uh, after watching X-Men Apocalypse, uh, mm-hmm. anything involving uh, Oscar Isaac getting anywhere near Darkseid needs to not happen. 
Yeah, no, that's not. I think, I think you say. I mean, say what you want about the Snyder verse, the Snyder Zack Snyder movies, DC movies. A lot of people like them. I'm mixed on some of them. They really rushed to get to Dark Side, like yeah, you need real to build, quick. That that would have been like throwing Thanos out there in the second Thor movie. I know, or, or like Iron him Man in, movie. Yeah, or him being the villain in Age of Ultron or something. Right. Like, like, yo, man, like you got to build to it. It's such a big thing. So, and I'm, I'm fairly sure. I mean, they canceled. Remember, um, oh, I'm blanking on her name. Gina, the Karana? director that was no. gonna do. No, not Gina. Um, who was the director that did Wrinkle in Time that was gonna make a oh a fourth world movie? Gonna make a like a Mister Miracle. I can't think of her name. It was. She was writing it with Tom King, who wrote Mr. Miracle. They were doing a. Like a whole. Ava DuVernay. What is D- Ava DuVernay. There yes. They canceled her. Yeah. Mr. Miracle movie because they didn't want to use Darkseid after they used after Zack Snyder used him in Zack Snyder's Justice League. So Which is a shame because that would have been absolutely amazing yeah yes it would have been amazing and i hope i kind of hope that they keep her in mind they bring her back and they revive that project in you know in time but because i think they want to get away from anything any like focus of villain or storyline that Zack snyder was playing with they're probably going to pump the brakes on that they'll probably focus on like brainiac or somebody else that could be like a big bad but like um yeah, so I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna do that. I don't think we have to worry about Oscar Isaac being cast as Dark Side. I just don't want to see him in any full head makeup anymore. Yeah, <laughs> still scared. Um, but from Steve, that. other than not seeing Dark Side, are there any other like characters, storylines, anything that you want from James Gunn's DCU, whether it be like a style or a tone or a direction or a focus or a character? Well, it's funny because they're going with that like. That Mr. Miracle run would have been a very James Gunny way to do this. Yeah. Like he Yes. Him at the helm of that would have been phenomenal. I'd assume I agree. From from uh, what you've told me about Strange Adventures, that would also fit quite well. If you're talking modern continuity. Mm-hmm. Classics, I am not in any way well versed enough to mention right. anything, but Yeah. Um I remember recently, like within the last month, I remember I saw Tom King tweet something about I'm getting back into writing comics after working on some Hollywood stuff. Hmm. Tom King's been exclusive to DC for years. Right. So if he's writing Hollywood stuff and like, I feel like it's possible that he's involved in the creation of some of these stories. I think it's possible that he's working with James Gunn if he's doing Hollywood stuff, unless it's like just non DC stuff. I can but, think of significantly worse people that could be involved with this. Yeah, for sure. Like that would be like if they if they tap that resource, I think they're you know it gives me slightly more faith in humanity. I yeah for sure I agree. Um, for me, I would love to see a bat family. I would love to like get that story going. Like, give me a Robin that within a movie or two quits to become Nightwing, then give me a Jason Todd so you can do a death in the family, then give me a Tim, like, build this up. What Leslie, bring in Leslie Grace, get, give her, let her redeem herself as Batgirl, like, you know. Right. 
I, or, I want a bat family continuity. I mean, and if you, I guess if you're not going to do that and you leave that for Reeves to do or whatever. Yeah. Um, like, I guess that's true. Yeah. He has, to, he, can't, he can't be stepping on Matt Reeves' toes. You're right. Right. You're right. So do you just leave, leave young Dick and, uh, Jason and all that in the past and start with Tim or Damien like as a if you need a yeah. Robin and then you've already got a Nightwing and like uh, yeah is Jason already dead can, like like yeah because yeah. you're right because it makes I guess because we do I guess we just don't know what he's going to do but like right since the Robert Pattinson's Batman is he's only been Batman for two years if he's going to do Robin they're going to start with Dick Grayson. Like they're going to do yeah. that in that universe. So maybe you, you, maybe you're right. Maybe they take like, you know, he's not in the James Gunn version of Batman. He's not as old as like Ben Affleck was, right? but he's old enough to have already uh, pushed Dick Grayson away to become Nightwing. Maybe he's, we start with Jason Todd. He's definitely maybe. not as old as my favorite iteration, which is Ian Glenn in Titans. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why old Batman is just great. Uh, yeah, it's great. It is great. I, we've talked about it before, but like, if you really look at the amount of Robins, the amount of Bat family that there <laughs> right. is, Bruce Wayne is easily in his 50s. Yeah. Easily as functioning and, as Batman. And that's with like 10 years per Robin. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Unless Jason was Robin for a week before he gets killed. <laughs> like brought him in. And Oops, there's a sorry, week dude. between before he gets Tim. Like there's right. yeah. Yeah. Um Crazy. so that'll be you're right. I I hadn't until this moment thought about how James Gunn can't step in as far as Batman goes, can't step on the toes of right. Matt Reeves, which makes me think it might we may not get a solo Batman movie from the James Gunn side of things, Batman might just be like a side character, you know, like a, like a Nick Fury or whatever that shows up. Right. Comes in for the Justice he never gets his stuff, own movie. But, you know, yeah. and maybe shows up in one of the other movies here and there you know or whatever. What? I would kind of really love that. Now that I'm saying that out loud, yeah. I would kind of love like a post credit scene every once in a while. Like oh, there is Batman, you know, like you don't, yeah. he's not like on main street all the time, like in, yep. in front of your face. It's like, Oh, it'd be special. Like, Oh shit. There he is. Right. <laughs> Um, the other thing I would like, and, and thinking about, this is the last thing I'll say before we move on, but like thinking about things that DC or Warner brothers has not done as well as like Disney and Marvel and thinking about these announcements that we're going to get, you know, imminently, I would like a little like production and pageantry and like, I don't know. Like they don't have to wait for Comic Con. Remember when they like Marvel announced Civil War and like Phase Three and stuff? They just they just like rented a theater. Yeah. And they packed this theater full of nerds, and they brought out Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. Like, yeah, hey, we're making Captain America: Civil War. Yeah. Like, do that. Like, I really oh, yeah. hope that they are doing that for these announcements. I want James Gunn to come out on a stage, and be like, "Here's what we got. Here's a logo. Here's who's playing Superman. Come mm -hmm. out on stage." Here's what we're doing with Wonder Woman. Come on out, Gal Gadot. You know, here's what we're doing with whatever. Yeah. Come on out. Here's your new Plastic Man or whatever. Here's your new Booster Gold. Here's your new Swamp right. Thing. Whatever we're doing. Here's your new Martian Manhunter. Yeah, I want it more than just like reported by the Hollywood Reporter or by Variety or like a tweet 
You know, like give me something, give me an event, yep. give me something that we can share clips of, you know, something that's like a big deal. Cause like, that's how you get people invested. That's how Marvel has gotten people invested. Like we are, we believe our own hype. We are a big deal and we are doing this. You well, should be excited. Look at this packed theater of people that are screaming because we're adapting whatever storyline. You know what I mean? Like well, I want them to they, lean into that. Why don't they drop that like now when there's nothing else going on? Yeah, I think January is smart. It was smart for them to target January because yeah. it's usually a pretty dead month. Like we're not getting anything like Ant-Man's coming out in February, but nothing really this month. It's Jesus, nerdy anyway. Out in February. It's yeah, I oh. know. I'm I'm going to be in the movies movie theater so many times this year, like a wild amount of times. Anyway, that's all I got for DC for right now. Speaking of Marvel, speaking of Ant-Man, speaking of um people that uh have worked with james gunn this is barely a story (laughs) because we've talked about it before but it's just the thing uh like we said there's not a whole lot of news so uh dave batista has reiterated that he is done playing drax the destroyer guardians of galaxy volume 3 will be his final marvel movie he said this week in an article with gq again also shout out to dave batista for being great in glass onion the knives out Mystery. Yeah. Last on Netflix. Um, he said, I'm so grateful for Drax. I love him, but there's a relief, meaning there's a relief that he's not going to be playing him anymore. It wasn't all pleasant. It was hard. I would, I would like a follow up question about that statement. <laughs> he said, It wasn't all pleasant. It was hard playing that role. The makeup process was beating me down, and I just don't know if I want Drax to be my legacy. It's a silly performance, and I want to do more dramatic stuff. Oh, and he's so right. He wants to do more dramatic stuff, so he's Cody in Knives Out. Knives in, Out, yeah. And uh, Glass Onion. Like, Glad, yeah. The, he played the same role. <laughs> not quite the same role, but I, I get what you're I mean, saying. Yeah, th- like There is not much more guy. nuance than... <laughs> yeah. Instead of, instead of Alien, who doesn't understand jokes, he's crazy right-wing dude who doesn't understand yeah, jokes men's rights activist yeah right. like um but i think i mentioned this recently i rewatched blade runner 2049 he's only in that a little bit but he's great in it that's a very that's a dramatic role he's like got the chops for sure nice that one i still that's still on the list of i need to watch oh yeah it's so it good. actually popped into my brain yesterday of like i should i should check that out it's really long. Is it's it? like two hours and 45 minutes long, but I, it's great. I watched it in like two nights. It's very, very good. Well, it's less than an avatar, so we're good. Yeah, and it's gorgeous. It's like an incredibly good-looking movie. Um, so this just, I don't know. Every time he re- reiterates that he's actually playing Drax, it helps me reiterate my theory that Drax is going to die in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah, yeah I, I think I've come along with you on that one. Yeah, I think he's done for. Um, and so, like, you know, we're talking about what do we hope to see? What do we think is going to happen in the DC universe? What do you think's what do we think is going to happen with? Are we never going to see the Guardians again? Are they just going to be gone? Like, I, I feel we'll like pieces they the are. Guardians. Sorry, go ahead. So I think we'll see pieces of the Guardians. Plus, I mean, Guardians over the years haven't been a unified team either. It's like, you yeah, know, members and we got teasers of other teams, other versions of the team in post-credit scenes of two right and we know we know adam warlock's in this 
Yep. We know, well, we don't know, but it's been strongly rumored that Nova, Richard Ryder, is coming at some point soon. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, there's there's two easy replacements for whoever dies in this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, there's there's ways they can get around it. I mean, you still have, even, even for, like, modern Guardians teams, you've still got, like, Moondragon and a couple others that uh, they can fill in, or Philovel, like, Mm-hmm. There's especially since they seem to be going down the career rabbit hole a little more. Um, so yeah, there's there's plenty of ways they can keep the the guardians around, but not have it be the the same guardians, so that yeah. you know the shitty Chris can keep cashing his paychecks. <laughs> yeah, I I tend to think that um, it'll be a while, if ever, that we see another Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah. And it may just be a thing where they show up in yeah, that's Kang more Dynasty what I'm thinking. Like, Secret Wars and Avengers movies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't or think we're getting whoever's a Guardians, left. Guardians four anytime soon. But yeah, yeah, uh, for who shows yeah. up for the team ups? Exactly. I think I don't think we're ever going to get a volume four. I think if we ever get another Guardians movie, it's going to be a completely different tone. It, you know, James Gunn is you know exclusive to DC for well, I guess his contract is only for like five years or something. But uh, if it goes well. He's going to be with DC for a long time. So right. he's not coming back anytime soon to do a volume four. Um, and he said that this, he said that volume three is going to be his last Marvel movie also. So he's out no matter what, really. Right. Um, so, yeah. So I think whoever survives volume three, we will certainly see them again pop up as side characters. But I don't think we're going to see another full on Guardians movie for a long time. Um, but this actually kind of, I know we said we were done talking about DC and the, the casting stuff, but Steve, Dave Batista now has worked with James Gunn on a three, on a trilogy of films. Do you think it's possible that we'll see Dave Batista jump over to the DC universe to uh, play with his buddy James Gunn? I mean, I'd say 100% because you yeah, still right? got a cash paycheck no matter what. Yeah. But I, who, I, where, I, I mean, I would have, were it not for, I mean, it, it's stereotypical, but were it not for Jason Momoa, like, there's your Lobo vibes, if he was still there were, there were rumors, I can't remember if it was when Suicide, before Suicide Squad came out, there were rumors that Dave Batista was going to be Bane. Oh. He's got the look for it, but. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't know. Is Dave Batista Latino? I don't know. Here's my thing about Bane is Hispanic in the comics, and he has never once in live action been portrayed by a Hispanic actor. So I would like to see that happen. Um, I don't know Dave Batista's nationality, but uh, his mother's Greek and his father's Filipino. Okay, so not really. Nope. Um. I mean, he's certainly got the physique and the look. He's got the bald head, so you know, throw a luchadora mask on him, he would look pretty great. Right. I, I can't say that he wouldn't, but um, I can see him showing up. But clearly, he doesn't want to do like another goofy character. I think he would probably be another. He would be a more straightforward, uh, quote unquote, dramatic character if he was going to show up. Um, and I guess that goes for really any of the Guardians. Now that I'm thinking about it, like whether or not they die you know, their contracts with Marvel are probably going to be a little bit looser if they're not, you know, if 
they're right. going to be in volume three and they're not going to show up again till secret wars or whatever. It's, like yeah, they got some time. Like, are we going to see Zoe Saldana or Karen Gillan? Like, are we going to see other guardians actors or people that like, I feel like, you know, James Gunn is someone that works with people over and over. Like, look at Michael Rooker. Like he yeah. puts Michael Rooker in every movie he's ever made, which that's a good question because Michael Rooker was in the suicide squad, but he also spoiler alert dies in the suicide squad. Is there a possibility that he brings Michael Rooker back to play a different character in his DC universe? Um, you know, so I don't know. Like, I think it, I think, I think we should be open to that possibility that we could see some repeat uh, business here from guardians characters popping up now that they're done. Yeah, in that, that world. Rooker's been in everything except Peacemaker and Guardians Volume 3. He's not in Volume 3? Uh, wow. According to the Wikipedia article. However, you never oh, know. Oh, man. You um, never know. I figured they would at least like throw a, a flashback in there or something. Yeah, there might be. I mean, yeah. similar to what they did with Holiday Special. With Holiday Special, yeah, exactly. Uh, his brother, though. I wonder if his brother will make the jump. Oh, Sean, Sean. Gunn. Yeah. I thought you meant Michael Rooker had a brother. Oh, no, Sean, Sean Gunn's been in everything except for Peacemaker. And in all honesty, those are those both of those cases are probably because they're under contract with Marvel. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but also could be a thing where, you know, again, uh, not Sean Gunn, but... Oh, no, yeah, Sean... No, Sean Gunn was in... Uh, no, he's in Suicide Squad. He played yeah. Weasel. Oh, yeah. Um but you're right, he was not in Peacemaker. But that could be that they weren't in Peacemaker because, well, I know Weasel didn't die. <laughs> There's a post-credit scene, he's alive. But uh, it, he probably, Rooker probably wasn't in Peacemaker because he died in Suicide Squad and they couldn't, there's no reason to give him like a True. flashback or whatever. But um, and anyway. And then the other, the other people that have uh, been, you know, big, big recent hits with, or uh, recurring hits with him are, Michaela Hoover, Nathan Fillion, Rob Zombie. Uh, oh, yeah. Rob Zombie does a voice in Guardians 1 or something, I think. Yep, one and two. Yeah, and you're right. Nathan Fillion. He's worked with Nathan Fillion a lot, too. Nathan Fillion's been in everything except for Peacemaker and the Holiday Special. I feel like Nathan Fillion is due for, like, something big again. He's like, like nerds like Nathan Fillion from Firefly. Right. And mainstream people but, like him from Castle. And, Ca yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like he could... I don't know. Who who would Nathan Fillion be in the DC universe? He's, like, older now. He's not, right. like, as in his prime. He's not in his Firefly fighting prime like he was. Hmm. I don't know. He could be, like, a... Uh, he has voiced, voiced Hal Jordan. That's true. He has. Oh, man. You know who I want Nathan Fillion to be? Hmm. I don't know if you even know this character. Oh, Wildcat. This character named Wildcat. No idea. Um, Ted something. I don't remember his last name. But he's a member of the Justice Society of America, which they didn't do this. They do it this way in Black Adam. But like a lot of times in the comics, the Justice Society came before the Justice League. So the Justice Society are often like these older characters that are like mentors to the younger characters ted cord is a boxer not ted cord sorry ted grant that's his name ted grant is a boxer 
who uh, puts on a cat costume at night and fights crime. But then he also like trains like Black Canary how to fight and stuff like that. So um, I think maybe stealing Nathan Fillion for uh, Wildcat. That'd be cool. Nice. That's my pick. There we go. Anyway, did we say we were done talking about DC? Because we ended up talking about DC. Again. Yeah. But. Well, let's let's uh, pivot hard to horror. <laughs> let's pivot hard to two trailers that came out this week for uh, not not superhero movies, except one was a little closer to an action superhero movie than I expected. Yes. I thought both of these movies were just going to be like horror or horror dramas. And we listed both of these on our uh, upcoming, when we, in our year-end wrap-up show, what, yo, whoa, Steve just lost his headphones in a big way. Wow. Fishing him back over his shoulder. Here he goes. We mentioned, you all right? You okay? Great. Good. Coming back? Great. Wonderful. (laughs) Just slowly putting my headphones back on. That was wild. Some springs in these things. For our, um... For our year-end wrap-up, when we talked about everything coming out in 2023, I think we mentioned both of these things. First, this trailer for a movie called Renfield (laughs) came out. And I had no idea what to expect from it, and I was pleasantly surprised. The whole time, I thought this was going to be like just a straight drama horror film starring Nicholas Holt, who's a great actor in any genre. Beast himself. Exactly. As uh, as Renfield. And for those of you who don't know, Renfield is uh, basically Dracula's assistant. Right. And uh, he's in the lackey. original novel. Yeah. He's in the original play. He's like he's like the character that like um, he's like he's the, the, he's almost the most interesting character because he's like a servant of Dracula who's been just driven mad by everything he's had to do for Dracula. And it's like. I don't know. Like, if you're in the play, if you're going out for a role in the play of Dracula, Renfield's the role you want to play because it's wild. Right. Um, so, and this is also they announced that uh, Nicolas Cage will be playing Dracula yes. in this movie. So right off the bat, there I was like, I'm in. I'm seeing him. I'm seeing a movie where Nick Cage plays Dracula. Absolutely. And, so then this trailer yeah. comes out, and Steve. This trailer is like an action comedy. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I did not expect that at all. The tone was wildly different than what I thought it was going to be in a right. way that I loved. I thought it was great. Yeah, was like really you good. said, I, I went in looking for, like, and just based off the name, I didn't even know what it was. I'm like, okay, you know, it's going to be Dracula adjacent, like the POV from yeah. Renfield and, like, what's happening it, and all that. Exactly. That's what I thought um, it was, yeah. Yeah, and then lo and behold, the first thing is uh, Renfield at effectively an uh, an AA type meeting where he's talking about his boss and the things yeah, he's making. Yeah, I, I need to make. get out of an abusive relationship right. or whatever he says. Yeah, that's it's the like, beginning. Oh boy, where's this going? And it's Nicholas Holt looking a little like like Mike said, a little on edge and a little a little harried and yeah. uh, <laughs> he goes through and it's just it's great. It's the yeah. whole the the whole feel of the trailer, the whole feel of everything, up until the point where Nick Cage shows up at the meeting yeah. as Dracula, <laughs> like and is just floating above the crowd with all these one liners and Oh and, man, he looks great. Yeah, it was he looks great. <laughs> it was a pleasant surprise. It looks like tons of fun. 
Um, I didn't even re I didn't even notice the release date, but like, it looks like fun and maybe a little scary, maybe definitely a lot of action. They show like Renfield like jumping around, knocking people out like a superhero, kind of like when he, you know, he tastes blood and gains like some temporary vampire powers or something. I guess it seems like um, Aquafina is in there yep. as a cop that knows about, I guess, knows who he is or whatever, and is helping him out. Ben she Schwartz. Seems funny too. What's that? Ben Schwartz as well. That's right. Yeah, Ben Schwartz is in. I didn't see him in the trailer, but I remember nope. I've heard him talk about how the, he's in it. Yeah, on the list though. Um, yeah, April seventh is when it's coming out. Okay. So this is kind wow, of wow. Both part, these movies are coming out in April. Yeah. So this is kind of part of the uh, Universal relaunching the classic monsters with a different spin on it. So yeah, Universal is kind of flexing their like, hey, wait, we have all these famous characters, and like we've made so many movies with them like let's let's take another bite at that apple yep. um and i think this is this seems like a smart move because it's not what you expect it seems fun but also like i don't know, like nicholas cage's dracula is also one one on paper hilarious but also he looked pretty creepy he oh, looked 100%. pretty like the makeup the teeth it was great yeah. like he was he's he's not he doesn't seem like at least in this trailer he doesn't seem like he's playing into the Let's make this ridiculous. He seems like, no, I'm playing Dracula. I'm playing it scary. I'm here to kill you. Right. Like, yeah. Um, of so, note to the tieback and possibly where some of the the general nature comes from. Um, the uh, I, I want to say he's credited as an EP, but uh, Kirkman, Robert Kirkman, is um, the this this whole thing is based on an idea he had that he pitched Universal of the the whole you know using renfield in this way and yeah uh, i think you know that the the comic book uh, feel is definitely there yeah robert kirkman uh co-creator of uh writer of the walking dead and invincible for those of you who don't know who robert mm -hmm. kirkman is but yes i feel like um and i didn't even realize that until you said that before we started recording yeah. today so um yeah i feel like definitely this movie seems like it's in or it came from a uh, came from a good mind and um, knowing that makes me want to see it even more. Oh, and for, for sure. any of any of our listeners uh, specifically, two that I'm thinking about that I'm sure haven't watched Invincible, uh, mm. Chris and Adam, go watch that yesterday because yeah, holy shit, <laughs> season two yeah. on that's dropping this year as well. Yes, uh, very excited about that. Um, moving on to our second uh, horror movie trailer, this one. Uh, the trailer for Evil Dead Rise, which is a franchise we talk about occasionally on this show. And it was also in our coming up in 2023 list. Uh, I love the Evil Dead franchise. Steve, mm -hmm. who is not a big horror guy, you also love the Evil Dead oh, franchise, absolutely. if I do remember. So definitely worth talking about just for that alone. And there have been how many? There's four. There's currently four Evil Dead feature films and a series. Am I right? There's Evil yeah, there's Dead, the original, Evil Dead there's 2, two, there's Army of Darkness, Army of the Darkness, remake. the reboot. Yep. That's four films. And then, and then Rise. Ash versus Evil Dead. Right. So this is the fifth Evil Dead movie. So the thing about the Evil Dead franchise is that some of the movies are fucking terrifying. Mm -hmm. And some of them fucking are hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Evil Dead 2 is kind of both. Evil Dead 2 has scares, right. and it also is absolutely hilarious. Evil Dead so, 2 is effectively 
the scary shit from one with some crazy camp and over the top stuff that they threw in that's yes. hilarious. That became the third one, and the right. third one is just silly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is um, funny because the third my... one is how I got introduced to the franchise. Army of Darkness was the yeah. first one you saw. Army of Darkness Amazing. was the first one I saw. Amazing. And then I went. Is back. my video like choppy for you? Yeah, by the way, bit. I feel like it's, I'm okay. It's kind of self-correcting, right. but yeah, you so, can hear me though. I sound okay. okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and you're coming through in real time. The uh, okay, so good. it was Army of Darkness, and then uh, I saw Evil Dead Two, and then the original. So I went backwards. Oh, you went really backwards. Yeah. Well, okay. So. Um, my friend, shout out to my friend Dave Stone, and I rented Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two the same night, and we thought they were both supposed to be campy fun horror movies oh yeah yeah first one is not we went into evil dead expecting army of darkness and we were like whoa (laughs) (laughs) we like we had to take a break between the two movies like we were like i need to watch a half hour comedy or something we had like watched cartoons for 30 minutes before we watched evil Dead 2 we're like oh this is kind of more of what we were expecting and then Later, when we got to Army of Doctors, we're like, oh, this is what we thought the whole thing was. But anyway, so when there's a new Evil Dead movie coming out, I personally wasn't 100% sure if it was going to be campy fun horror or terrifying horror. And by the way, the reboot, the Evil Dead reboot directed by Fetty Alvarez, terrifying (laughs) horror movie. So is this. This this trailer. Uh, this, this is the yeah, if you watch wildest... this, it's, it's not can't be fun. No. No. It, it doesn't look fun. I mean, it does look fun. I was laughing when I watched this trailer, but laughing about how gruesome, oh, how yeah. scary it looked, there's how the, terrifying there's everything looks. It's the looked. absurd, but it's not the absurd of like uh chopped off hand running around the building at you. It's yeah. uh it's like the absurd absurdity of gruesome and grotesqueness of and wh- like y- yes <laughs> what just happened <laughs> I'm so excited to see this movie. I know oh, it's yeah. going to be so scary. It's just like I don't know, man. I love this trailer. The fact that it's a mother. It's okay, like if you haven't seen this trailer, go watch it. It'll knock you out. It'll terrify you. Dude, those the, the basis lines with the mother, like, oh god. Oh. The the basis seems to be that there is like a mother and a couple kids, few kids, and, and the mother's sister, like the yeah. kid's aunt. They're in like an apartment complex. The mother gets possessed by the Necronomicon ex mortis, the book of the dead. And so the fact that it's a mom and there are kids her kids that either what's that? Her kids that are interacting. Yes. Her kids that she's trying to kill or trying to possess and it looks like possibly at least one of them may also get possessed by the evil dead in this film and it seems to be the sister, the aunt character that is like the Ash character, like the the yeah. hero, I need to take out these zombie, these deadites. Just, but the fact that it's a mom trying to kill her kids is just the creepiest thing mm-hmm. ever. Horrifying, horrifying. That I that notion is horrifying. 
and then throw in like you know gallons of blood and a blood-soaked woman picking up a chainsaw. Of course, it's an Evil Dead movie. Gotta There's going to be a chainsaw in yes. it, hundred percent. And a stereotypical, completely, literally, like you think blood-soaked. There's a difference between blood-soaked and Sam Raimi blood-soaked. Like, yes, there is. Yeah, <laughs> this is like the color of my sweatshirt all over their face. Yeah, caked on to somebody's <laughs> right. face, like not dripping out, just staying right. there, <laughs> inexplicably. Yeah. yeah. No. It, it, well, that was I was thinking of the car the car scene with the the aunt and the daughter, both caked in blood, just driving, yeah. and I'm like, oh, okay, this is weird. Kind of awesome. Yeah. But really weird. <laughs> I know. Man, it looks so good. Yeah, I'm so excited. It does. <laughs> it's going to be terrifying. Um, I read a short uh, interview with um, director Lee Cronin, who said early, he he pitched, I don't know if it was part of his pitch or part of a conversation with Sam Raimi, where, do you remember, you, you probably remember if you've seen Army of Darkness a number of times, where there's a scene where Ash has to go to like a sacred graveyard or a ground or something and like, find yeah. the Necronomicon, yep. but there's like three different yeah. books. Yep. Lee, this director, Lee Cronin's idea is that, yeah, there just are three different Necronomicons. And one of them is the Sam Raimi Necronomicon. One of them is the Fede Alvarez reboot Necronomicon. And this one is his Necronomicon. Oh, so like they're saying that it could all be in the same universe. There's just three different books. And that's why this book looks different than the other ones. Okay. Or, you know why they all look different. That's I thought that was a cool, cool way idea. to like, yeah, be like it's a slightest bit of connectivity. Like I don't expect Bruce Campbell to show up in this or Mia from the reboot to show up in this one. Like, but I don't know. I'm excited for any new incarnation of Evil Dead. I'm down for. It's a, it's it's one of my it's one of my favorite horror franchises, and I, yeah. I feel like it deserves more content than it has. I would sort of love if if Campbell shows up in. Uh, Similar to Doctor Strange type uh, cameo, just sure. like completely non sequitur, not as Ash, but just as something yeah. completely out in left field, like checking them out at a grocery store or something. Yeah, that'd be great. Just a nice that'd little nod, but not like over the top. Him yeah. involved. I know he said he was retired from playing Ash after the series got canceled, Ash versus Evil Dead, yeah. um, which I still haven't seen the series. Oh, dude, it's so good. It? It's so nice. good. It's like, Is it's HBO so much better than you would, it's so much better than it needs to be. It's oh, better than it deserves to be. Like, you go into it being like, this is just a series. It's not going to come close to the feel of the movies. And then you're like, oh, shit. It like, and I, every episode, I started watching like, okay, this is going to be the one that is just like a filler episode that doesn't feel like, oh, nope, okay, okay, yeah. No, it's like, it delivers 100%. It's That's great. awesome. Um, but I still, I'm kind of holding, I'm still holding out hope that they'll revive the characters from, I don't, I'm blanking on the name of the the girl, the final girl from the the reboot. Um, um, yeah, Mia was the character's name. She's a great, um, it's right at the tip of my tongue. She's a great actress. But um, after that reboot came out, they were saying that they were going to do a crossover where they were going to do where like the Mia character meets the Ash character and they like team up. Say it again. Jane Levy. Jane Levy. Yes. Yeah. She's great. 
And I was like, yes, I want that. I absolutely want her to be like stumbling away in the woods and just run into Ash. And then they have to team up to like survive or something like I want that movie. So I don't know. I would love maybe maybe Jane Levy is going to show up in this movie as a cameo. That would be cool. Yeah. Who knows? That'd be great. But we don't know. But the trailer's out there. Check it out. It's also coming out in April. And uh, we're going to move into some comics. One very brief comic story that has to be mentioned. Not to get into politics at all, but there's been a whole circus this week with the uh, United States House of Representatives not being able to elect a speaker, not being able to swear in their um, you know, new Congress people. Uh, and they, I, I believe yesterday, was it yesterday they actually did elect some, they uh, did elect yeah. that dude that had, think, to, uh, had to 15, vote 15 15th times. time. It's a term. Yeah. Fucking idiots. Um, uh, but anyway, newly elected, newly elected California Congressman Robert Garcia. I don't know if he was sworn in already. I don't know if they're still doing that because it took him so long to elect a speaker, but I'm saying... If he was sworn in already, great. If he's about to be, either way, it's going to be, most people choose a Bible or like some kind of religious text. Uh, a little bit of a, a note. You do not have to be sworn in to Congress on any kind of religious text. It can be anything that you want. It can be anything. Robert Garcia, congressman from California, being sworn into Congress on a copy of Superman number one <laughs> from yep. 1939 copy that is uh, held in the Library of Congress. So How cool is that? He specifically set it up so it was the U.S. Constitution, his citizenship uh, document, and then Superman number one, like, yeah. piled, and that's what he swore in on. How cool is that? Hey. <laughs> so cool. Truth, justice, and the American way. That's right. That's right. So, um, um, wishing the best of luck to Robert Garcia in his tenure as a congressman for California. Um Clearly a big comic books fan. I love you for it. This week in your local comic book store, Avengers War Across Time, number one. Batman Scooby-Doo Mysteries, number four. I love this series. I read it with my son. I get every, I, It's on my pull list. He's always excited every time we get one. It always like focuses on like a different Batman villain or Batman character or whatever. Like It's just it's so cool. It's a lot of fun if you're looking for comics to read with your kids. Check it out. Batman Incorporated, number four. Batman Spawn crossover, number one. It's a big one-shot. A lot of hype behind that for a while. Uh, Black Cloak, number one. Black Panther, number 13. Carnage, number nine. Danger Street, number two. Daredevil, number seven. Flash, number 790. It's the beginning of the One Minute War storyline. I believe I'm going to start picking this up because of the One Minute War concept intrigues me when we reported on it a few uh, months ago or whatever. So I'm going to check that out. Final Gamble, number one, from our buddies at Band of Bards Comics down the road in Baltimore. Final Gamble, number Buffalo. one, in comic B- book Buffalo. stores this week. Buffalo. Go check it out. What's that? Buffalo, not Baltimore. Oh, did I say Baltimore? Yeah. Weird. They're not down the road in Baltimore. Very They're much down the road down in Buffalo. Road. I mean, it's down Thank the road. It's a long road, but it's down the road. Yeah, it's just a different road. Yeah. And it's a different down. <laughs> also... I'm pretty sure this is the case. I don't know. This is the first time I've seen this listed on an actual comic book listing site. There has been dates that have been delayed. It's been delayed so many times because of hurricanes, because of winter storms, because of everything. 
Another drop from our friends down the road in Buffalo, New York, Band of Bards, from the Static Horror Anthology. From the Static Horror Anthology book, which includes one story by yours truly, Mike Gibson, illustrated by Riley McFarlane, coming out this week if you ordered it. I believe it's going to be out this week. Now, I've heard rumors of other weeks that it was going to come out. It was supposed to come out in November. Then it was supposed to come out in early December. Then it was supposed to come out in late December. It was supposed to come out December 28th. It just kept getting delayed from all these other like crazy things, like the printer. There's a whole thing. Hurricanes, like I said. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've ever seen it listed on an actual comic book listing site. So I believe it's coming out this week. If you ordered it, I love you. If you pick it up, I love you even more. You want me to sign it for you? I'll sign it for you. Just find me <laughs> somewhere. I don't know. I'm very excited this book will to be out in the world. If it's not, if it doesn't end up coming out this week, if this is like wrong and it's erroneous based on all the delays or whatever, I'll make that correction next week. But from the static horror anthology, I wrote a thing in that. So go check it out. Absolutely. Band of Bards Comics. Grim number seven, Human Target number 10, Lazarus Planet Alpha from DC. Their big Lazarus Planet event is starting. Least We Can Do number five, Mary Jane and Black Cat number two, Miles Morales Spider-Man number two, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number two, Red Sonia Hell Sonia number two. Lots of number twos this week. Something is Killing the Children number 28. It rolls on despite being us being told that it was stopping. Ending. It is still going and that's fine with me star wars high republic adventures number two star wars darth vader number 30 wolverine number 29 wonder woman number 795 and x-men number 18 so much good stuff coming out in your local comic book shop this week go check it out Mm -hmm. go check it out got anything you've been reading um yeah what was i finished we talked about how i finished strange adventures uh no I'm I I was reading another issue of Eight Billion Genies. Did I tell you I started reading Eight oh, Billion no. Genies? You had said you picked it up. I didn't know you started reading. It. I have like the first four, and I I wish this the moment that I started reading issue one, I thought I should have put this on my pull list. This is great. Like I loved it immediately. Yeah. And I was like mad that I only had the first four, and I went to the comic book shop, and they didn't have issue five because I was weeks too late or whatever. They were like on issue eight or something. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll have to get the trade when it comes out, but. I'm saying I haven't read the whole thing based on the first three issues that I've read. You should get the trade when it comes out. It's very interesting. It's nice. I think we've talked about it before, but to remind you, it's if uh, imagine everyone in the world simultaneously right now, pop, everyone in the world gets their own personal genie to grant them one wish. Everyone in the world is about to make a possibly life-altering, world-altering wish at the drop of a hat. What does that world look like? What wish do you make? And what is the outcome of that? And how long does this world survive when everyone can make one unlimited wish? Uh, it's great. Very cool. Uh, are you reading anything? No, I've just been going through and trying to continue D&D campaign, so... That's what all my well, spare time's been doing. I do appreciate that, for sure. And I hope we do find a date that we can get back together. Oh, absolutely. To work on it. But as I understand, that seems to be a classic Dungeons & Dragons problem. 
Oh yeah, it's uh, a classic scheduling. classic anything problem. <laughs> yeah, like if if you guys for the band didn't have a standing <laughs> Sunday practice, how the hell yeah. hard would it be to get people together? I'm shocked that we're still a band. To be honest with you, <laughs> my band, The Action, we've been a band for over 20 years. Uh, we all have full time jobs and full families, and uh, I'm shocked that we uh, do anything. Somehow, <laughs> really. still pull it off. Yep. We make it work. Moving on into one shots. We've got a couple for you to end this show. First one shot. Stephen Amell will return as Oliver Queen in the follow, follow, f- final season of The Flash. I guess this was rumored for a while that he'd be coming back. I didn't even think about it when we were talking about the final season of The Flash airing. And the reason that I didn't think about it, spoiler alert, he died. Oliver Queen died in um, the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover, which I think was a huge mistake because then he was dead for the finale of his own show, Arrow. (laughs) And I didn't even finish watching it. I watched all, however many seasons there were of Arrow, like eight seasons or something. I watched all seasons, except I didn't watch the last two episodes because they came out after Oliver Queen died in an episode of Crisis on Infinite Earths. And I said, well, why am I watching this show if the main character's dead? Not going back to that. But anyway, um, you know, The Flash has got all this uh, multi-dimensional, timey-wimey stuff going on with him, so I'm sure that they could find a way to get uh, Oliver Queen back. Anyway, he's coming back for season nine. If you're into that show, buckle up, because I'm sure it's going to be... I'm sure he's not the only cameo that you're probably going to see in the last uh, season of The Flash. Yeah, Ultimately, pro- I mean, we haven't heard anything about Superman and Lois, but it's doing uh, like a bang-up job on HBO Max. Like, it's like one of the highest watched. Really? I saw something that was like the in the top five most watched shows on HBO Max. Okay. So works. I wouldn't be surprised if that just quietly transfers to an HBO Max original. But other than that, The Flash is like the last last standing uh, CWDC show. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see a lot of other cameos or we start seeing other announcements about cameos for season nine. Strangely anyway, enough, my father that. has seen all nine seasons. I have not seen one wow. episode. Wow. Go dad. Go I pulled up my Netflix the other day and I'm like, how, <laughs> how? <laughs> okay. It's not bad. It's pretty good. It, it suffers from like the thing. It suffers from them having to do 22 episodes every season. Yeah. And they're just like, been in their wheels for a Trying while in the middle but like there, yeah. it's not bad man it's not bad i just it's just it was too much i just had to stop watching it It was too much after a while but oh yeah he's like he's all the way he's like on legends of tomorrow now like he's going wow. down through he's like hitting down that rabbit hole oh good apparently. for him which is funny because so if got... i ask him anything about it he won't have any clue what happened <laughs> he watches them he has no recollection of what he watched so you got you're gonna have two people in your life now pushing dc stuff on you me and yeah. your dad yeah <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, fun times. Um, fun times. The Up next, Michael Giacchino will direct a remake of the 1950s monster movie, Them. Uh, this is cool. Yeah. This is it, cool. It's, so this is, his, this is Giacchino's first feature-length film that he'll, uh, he'll direct. His prior de- directorial debut was Werewolf by Night, which he absolutely slayed. I was going to say, clearly he got this gig by what he did with Werewolf by Night. <laughs> right. Clearly. Yeah. Um, original film, Them, uh, with an exclamation point, uh, featured humans being attacked by giant ants and was an allegory for the dangers of nuclear warfare. G.K. knows it'll be different. Go figure. Uh, Go figure. Yeah. What I love about Them, this is a quote from him, what I love mm-hmm. about Them is exactly what it's called. Them. It's about the other, the unknown, which one refuses and can't understand. 
The current version of them is about immigration and to tell a story about the subject through a lens of this insane science fiction monster movie. I think that's cool. I think that's smart. Because, like, we're not... We don't go through our day-to-day, like, worrying about nuclear war right. <laughs> like they did in the 1950s. Um, but if he can somehow make a giant bug movie about immigration, then I'm all for it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, and he's proven um, he can do good things, so... On top of just scoring awesome movies. Yeah, and I think he said he's going to score it, too. He's oh, also going to do the score. So, wild. Um, our last one shot, and I, I said this to you before we start recording, I don't know why I like to save Avatar uh, bits of news for the final one shot, but Avatar 2 is expected to break even at the box office this week. Uh, we reported earlier that James Cameron said, in order to break even, Avatar The Way of Water will have to make two billion dollars at the box office it is about to do that avatar 2 is currently in the top 10 highest grossing movies of all time i believe it's number nine currently as i say this sentence which is just wild to me steve it's just insane it's just insane it's a three-hour movie it's a sequel to a three-hour movie that came out 13 years ago how is a three-hour movie making this much money (laughs) i don't understand i don't understand it I've heard it's great. I'm sure it's great. I, it looks apparently it looks great. The story's okay. I've heard, but so yeah. many people are going to see it. I don't get it. I mean, Just even James if it's Cameron magic, I guess. Yeah, even if it's like an awesome three and a half hour or three hour like nature documentary, I guess it's probably still worth going to see in theaters. I Maybe? I mean, if I'm going to see know. it, I should see it at a theater. Right. I feel like, I, we had I that don't... discussion before the pod where it's like, yeah, if either of us are going to see it, it that's probably how you should see it. Like, I never saw the original Avatar in theaters. I only saw oh, really? it on Blu-ray. Hmm. So I feel like I missed something with that, but also don't care enough about this one to go see it. I know. I feel like if you're seeing it, you got to see it with the whole yeah. 3D thing because that's, like, how it's made. But yep. I just don't feel like going to sit through a three-hour movie that I'm not excited about. Like, why would I do that? But apparently I'm, apparently I'm in the minority because right. it's there have been plenty one of, of the highest grossing movies of all time already. After just a couple weeks. Insane. Insane. That's all I got. Um, I don't know. Did you watch The Bad Batch this week? It came out. I thought it was coming out next week. Oh, it's out. First two episodes are out, my friend. Come on. Yeah, it's good. I liked it a lot. It's nice. Good. Now we got to watch it. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, it might be that I've already watched a season of these characters, but like, I feel like I. F- it was hard for me to connect. I f- hard for me to care about the characters in the first season. I was yeah. like, okay, I'm just... Whatever, but like, I don't know. I was more, I was immediately more into this first two episodes for sure. Nice. So, no, I'll yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll be watching that for next week, and uh, we can catch up then. Yeah. Also, I guess I'll say this while I'm talking about shows. I just finished the season or the part one, season four, part one finale of Doom Patrol on HBO Max, and that so far season four has been incredible. Similar to Titans, they're taking a little bit of a break, and they're going to do part two of season four. Um, but it's great. It's really good. It's very funny. It's insane. Just in, as insane as it ever is. Um, but Doom Patrol, first half of the season four is out on HBO Max right now. So check that out. Also, that's all I have. I think we did a pretty good job of uh, taking a not huge week for news and talking about it for an hour over an hour. And 20 minutes. Did we do a good job? Yeah, I'd say so. Awesome. So if you're still good with us, it. feel free to like, subscribe, check out... Uh, 
know, anything that we've got going, the multiverse support on all the socials, the multiverse support at gmail.com, uh, the multiverse support.com. Since Dreamhost is screwing me around, that should still be up for a bit. Uh, mm. Long story, we'll talk about it later. Um, okay, can't and, wait. And yeah, other than that, just uh, get hold of us and leave a review, like, subscribe, do the whole nine. Please do. We are closing in on 100 episodes of this show, by the way. Um, I don't think we have anything necessarily planned for our 100th episode. We've done over 100 episodes if you count all like the spinoff, you know, show reviews or movie reactions or trailer reactions and stuff. We've done over 100. But as far as like mainline week nerdy news recap episodes, we're at, like 92 or something. This, this might 91. be the 92nd one, I think you said. This is 91. This is 91. Okay. So we're getting there. So I don't know. I'm just saying that because because you, the listener, should know. That's all I'm saying. Sometime we're here March, for we'll you our... doing this week after week. Yeah. Closing in 100 goddamn episodes. But that's all I got. That's all Steve has. So until next time, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the multiverse. <laughs>